97.1 FM Talk Podcast. This is the Eye on Health Show, 97.1 FM Talk. And we're back. Um, uh, today we have with us a very special guest. We have Dr. Arturo Taka from Insynergy Rehab Program. Uh, uh, Dr. Taka is board certified in psychiatry and in addiction medicine. And we're going to talk about a few different topics today, but we're going to start with something that's been on the news a lot recently. Been hot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's been, been, been quite, quite the topic. We're Although, going to, yeah. Dr. Taka, are you huh? saying I'm addicted to caffeine? Well, I think you were you were implying it. There's a difference between being addicted and dependent. So oh, it depends okay. on your behavior right. when you're, uh, you know, right. not using caffeine. Right. Would, would, what if you get verbally abusive and very cranky? Yeah. Uh, I think you may qualify. I've only had two cups. Yeah. I will get my third cup at the first break. Okay. I, okay. And then we'll see how it goes. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll yeah. detox you. We can do, we can do like a, a live litmus test of your caffeine addiction. Sure. One of these shows, just one cup per break, nothing <laughs> right. before the show. Have you ever seen anyone truly addicted to it? Oh, like, yeah. I yeah. Mean, Dr. Harvey here. Yeah. 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 Here, right here. Yeah. yeah. I can I so, witness that. I'm really yeah. excited to talk about, you know, vaping and juuling or whatever because yeah. it's, yeah. it's you know, hot. We actually did a whole show on it we did. Uh, yeah. a couple months ago oh, when that, it was yeah. kind of really popping. Uh-huh. So it's very going to be very interesting yeah. to talk to an addiction specialist about it. Yeah. But before we get into all that, there's like a spectrum of of addictive things, right? Right. Some are way more addictive than others. Correct. So like caffeine, which we were joking about, you know, that's one thing, but like, what's the most addictive thing? Is it, is it heroin or? Well, yeah. I mean, Burger King. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully not. uh, Nicotine is up there with, with uh, heroin. Really? Um, Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I mean, uh, if you compare the, uh, the issue with uh, nicotine, heroin, and alcohol. Um, we're in an opiate crisis right now, yeah. and it's killing, what, 70,000 people a year. Alcohol is still killing uh, more at 90, mm-hmm. and up at the top killing about a, uh, a half a million is nicotine. Wow. So nicotine, wow. and we're doing a pretty good job, sure. you know, reducing over last uh, decade the, the, you know, the incidence of new smokers. The problem with uh, the jewel and the vaping is where we may be introducing future tobacco uh, addicts to a, a several million uh, teenagers. So that's the issue. The idea was, okay, you know, these don't have the uh, carcinogenic uh, chem- chemicals that tobacco has, but uh, it still has nicotine. Nicotine is the one that's, uh, you know, very, very addicting. And the idea was, okay, we'll get people, you know, to get off the cigarettes and use these uh, vaping uh, um, products. But I think the data is not so convincing. At this point, mm-hmm. we're seeing an epidemic with teenage vaping and, and uh, uh, new tobacco smokers. And that's, you know, what uh, has been opposite of what we've been seeing last, last decade. So that's, oh. that's one of the issues uh, so, we're dealing with. I, I, so it's sort of, like the, sort of like the vaping is acting as an on-ramp towards cigarettes? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I yeah. would think that, uh, you know, the, the, this sounds weird to say, but one of the positives of actual tobacco products, cigarettes, cigars, what have you, is there's a lot of very visible and, you know, sensory negative consequences <laughs> right off the bat. You know, yeah. you got to deal yeah. with the smoke and the ashes and the smell and all yep. that. Mm-hmm. And these, these you know, uh, vaping products, 
a lot of that isn't the case, oh, or at no, least doesn't no, seem like no, it is no. up front. And that's the issue because it's uh, sometimes attracting the uh, the young young population because it's coming in flavors. It looks really cool to do, mm-hmm. you know, when you see the the teenagers smoking and they do all these stuff with the smoke there. And the president or the CEO of Jewel actually apologized um, a couple weeks ago to all the parents that. Uh, uh, felt like their their kids got addicted to Juul because of the uh, the, the 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 flavors that they were coming out with. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, there's a couple states that have a banned flavored um, infused yeah. Um, yeah. Juul yeah. products. Yeah, that's what when we talked about. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, where do you draw the line on which flavors are targeting kids and yeah. which ones are not? It's an interesting yeah. question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so much to unpack in your first statement. First of all, it may be an on ramp to tobacco products for youngsters, the whole reason it was developed was to be an off-ramp for adults. Well, they've always had uh, kind of vape products out there. I think Pfizer had its original one with Nicotrol, which was a cartridge that had nicotine, and that was a medical device, I believe. How long ago was something oh, God, like that? it was when I was in residency. Oh, that long, long ago. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So you know so there's some executive at Pfizer going, Ah, yeah, we got Viagra. We missed ah. the jewel. <laughs> Chocolate flavor. What if they in put there? Viagra in the vaping Uh-oh. product? No. Oh no. goodness! Goodness! It's another epidemic. <laughs> oh gosh! But they've been around. But the vape uh, technology was invented by uh, someone in China. It was introduced in 2006 here in the United States, okay. and so it's been around for, for a bit. But doesn't it seem like it just exploded almost overnight, at least from the, from yeah. the kids' yeah. standpoint? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Now now we have these, uh, you know, the CDC actually just came out. This is a epidemic because yeah. there are people dying mysteriously, and they can't explain what's going on. I mean, they've got some ideas, but in the beginning, the, the death started not too long ago in August. So if you look at the timeline, I mean, this has been going on. Uh, the vapes have been uh, available since 2006, and the deaths have been uh, popping up since August. So they're, they're, the CDC is looking, hey, there's a very scary signal here. And so now they've, they've uh, had, uh, um, you know, these, these press releases saying, this, you know, um, we've got to watch out for the vaping because we don't know what's killing these, these people. And there's been deaths. I mean, there's... Mm-hmm. And it's, the last I saw it was something like 37. 37. Or, yeah, and it was, yeah, it just yeah. went up. Yeah. Young yeah. people. Yeah. And it's um, it's so scary because of the, the young people. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not just an epidemic. Mm-hmm. It's almost ubiquitous mm-hmm. in high schools. Yeah. It's not, do you know someone that vapes? It's, do you know someone that has never tried to vape? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Which is cr- I mean, yeah. crazy. Yeah. That's and how, these cartridges are so, uh, I mean, they're cheap. They're about $20. And uh, I've got a niece in in, um, in, a, in high school just started and said that most people will, will vape in the bathroom. Yeah. And because uh, um, you can't smell it, like Eric said, right? You can't. It doesn't have the telltale signs. If you're right. if you're lighting yeah. up a stogie in the men's room at the high school, yeah. Yeah. someone's, someone's going right. to smell it down <laughs> right, the hallway. Right, but, right, right. but you can get away with it yeah. with right, this. Right, right. So and they, some of those vaping things look like USB cartridges or something. Yeah, so you, yeah. so you can't tell. You know, yeah. so teachers don't know. Yeah. Uh, 3.6, I think, million teenagers right now are vaping. Wow. That's a lot of uh, brains out there that are still developing, and we're just, you know, exposing them to, to the nicotine and also what whatever is in that other stuff. So, you know, it's very, we're experimenting on these these brains. Yeah, definitely a lot to talk about. So yeah. we got to go to a first break here. One thing I want to throw out right as the commercial rolls in here is, for an entire generation, we knew what smoking cigarettes was doing to us. And, and through marketing and, and, and physicians speaking about it, 
that's definitely been positively impacted, right? Correct. I mean, people know. Here we are with this newer product, newish, I guess, if you want to go back to 2006. But deaths are just now starting to kind of spike up. And mm-hmm. It's just an interesting thing where we still know what smoking does. What's you know what's worse, the devil we know or the devil we don't? Hmm. Right. So, Correct. I just yeah. want to throw that out there for you. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Meanwhile, let's play some ACDC. We're talking about yeah. the yeah. devil we know. Yeah. <laughs> right, we'll go to break. When we come back. We're going to have more um, Ion Health. Stay tuned. We're back. 97.1 FM Talk. This is the Ion Health Show. Uh, Dr. Jones has his third cup of coffee, yep. and I don't. We're here with Eric <laughs> Robert, and we're here with Dr. Art Taka. Uh, we're talking about uh, addictions and especially uh, the recent epidemic of vaping. And what does that mean? What does that mean for society? What does that mean for the large number of young people who are vaping? And uh, what's up with this recent rash of deaths from vaping? So that's, that's what we're talking about. So, uh Pick it up from here, Dr. Taka. What, uh, what up with this vaping thing? What up with this vaping thing? So uh, it's gotten uh, the attention of the CDC so much that it's got its own moniker. And, you know, when, when, when um, epidemics are so severe, they get their own kind of name. So this one's yeah. called Evol- Evoli, E-V-A-L-I, uh, Electronic Cigarette Vaping associated lung hmm. injury. Oh, oh okay. 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 It's own uh, acronym. Acronym. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Acronym's the word. Yeah. So we're seeing, <clears throat> we're seeing, uh, uh, obviously the the, the deaths. So we, there, there's there's 37 so far reported in every state, except Alaska. They're not uh, getting some bad supply up there for cold. some reason. Yeah, it's too, oh, yeah. too cold. Nice. There's not enough people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's been almost 2,000 lung injury cases. Yeah. Wow. Uh, most of these, at least most of the uh, the cases involve, about 80% involve the THC-infused cartridges. Yeah. And the rest have reported using nicotine uh, vapes. Yeah. So, so that's what we kind of know so far. We still don't know what's causing the deaths. We know it's not an infection. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they all, they, 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 the, the people are uh, 18 to 34 years old, mostly male. And they, they can come in uh, complaining about shortness of breath, um, uh, coughing, and then, and then respiratory dis- distress mm-hmm. requir- requiring at ICU uh, uh, ventilation. Yeah. Wow. wow! So it can get pretty, uh, pretty severe quickly. Yes. Um, there are some some cases where people are are having seizures and going to uh, going oh. into a coma and hallucinating, but those are more rare. We're we're seeing more lung distress. Yeah. So uh, on the THC cartridges versus the nicotine cartridges, I think the number we've seen quoted over and over is around 84% of the reported cases involved some Mm -hmm. sort of THC cartridge. Um, But at the same time, much of the media coverage centers around one company in particular. We've mentioned them a couple times, Mm -hmm. Juul. Uh, What makes Juul a little different than a lot of the other, even nicotine vaping products is they use, I've been reading on this, they use what are called nicotine salts as opposed to just a a nicotine liquid, which is explicitly designed and patented to be a more addictive form Hmm. of nicotine, much like we saw Hmm. cigarette makers do. Correct. Uh, So, you know, whether or not, while the CDC keeps on saying, we can't tie this back to any particular manufacturer, and it very well may wind up that you know Juul in and of itself isn't the core issue. If it's, maybe it's some combination of the vaping products on the nicotine and the THC side, we'll see. But these THC products 
have has there to your knowledge has there been any link between you know uh, these products from legalized states versus is it all black market goods? I, I, is there yeah. any guidance there? I, I think we we we're pretty sure that it's not the THC that's causing all the lung injuries because mm-hmm. everybody's been smoking a lot of THC before August, <laughs> and um, and a lot more people are exposed to THC because of a, you know the legalization and recreational um, laws in different states. So we're pretty confident it's probably not the THC, but the other components in in the vaping um, cartridge. So as far as the the, the THC infused products, there's something that they use very. It's a very popular emulsifier. It's vitamin E acetate. Yeah, that's like vitamin E, right? So I mean, you vitamin E is good for the skin. You know, you put some vitamin E lotion on, and it might might help the skin. But uh, the lungs, not. It's a different story. So what we're seeing is from the autopsies is uh, we call uh, uh, lipid-laden macrophages in the lung tissue, which means these macrophages are, are cells that are designed to eat things up, bacteria and, and, and things that are not supposed to be in the body. So what they're seeing in the lung tissue is um, lipids, and, and they, they feel like the, the uh, uh, vitamin E oil is responsible for this. So sometimes we see this in medicine when, you know, older people uh, will drink some mineral oil and sometimes they'll vomit or whatever and it gets aspirated and you see this kind of reaction causing pneumonia. So I think that's what's happening. Um, and and what, what's, what's uh, probably um, going on is these black market uh, products, they, they use cheaper, you know, um, Stuff. Stuff, yeah. And And, and really, uh, at that point, who knows what's in there? No, no, no. And that's what's probably, and as far as Juul, they, they, you know, they've been out and pretty clear saying, hey, we don't use vitamin E. We use, you know, um, more water-soluble products. And and so they've they've understood that, you know, it's probably not their product that's causing this injury. Not saying that it's a safer alternative. Yeah, that's uh, not an encouragement. Right. Right. I, I, I've noticed, you know, we have uh, you know, news channels on all day long here at the station at my regular work as well. And uh, every time these stories come up, they're always showing the jewel packages and all that. And I, it, whenever I see it, I'm going, that, that's important. I think it's important to drive home that message. We've got a real ep- mm-hmm. epidemic and threat there. But with the deaths, I, it seems like we're like maybe pointing at the wrong area. In, sure. And mm-hmm. the real concern needs to be in the black market. I, I don't know. Yeah. And... Boy, we can talk about the black market in uh, CBD, THC. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's such a regulatory um, um, gap there because a lot of the THC you can't you can't have the FDA uh, setting these standards because it's, it's illegal. Yeah, yeah, and so that's been the quandary for for us as as physicians and researchers and things like that um, because it's Schedule One. We're not able to do research on it. And so how do we get it available to the public as quote unquote medicine? We vote on it. Yeah. And that's not the, the right way to uh, expose uh, the public to quote unquote medicine. Yeah. But it does uh, create this conundrum, though, because we talked about this when we did our, our show on it. Yeah. If we keep blaming Juul and, or, or even in states where THC is legal, mm-hmm. um, NBC did a study, remember, where they looked at the black market THC products and they looked at the ones that are state regulated. Mm-hmm. And none of the state-regulated THC vaping products had any problems with them at all, remember? Mm-hmm. And then the black market ones, it was like yeah. 90% of them had 
some sort of vitamin E derivative mm-hmm. that they found, some sort of byproduct, that was, and they also found cyanide in some yeah. of them. Don't you guys wow. remember that yeah. study? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but what I'm getting at is, okay, so if we pull all of the stuff that is regulated off the market, we start pulling more of that stuff off the market, human nature is then the black market grows and grows and grows, right? Yeah. So, you know, you can't always point the finger at the actual company or the or the the makers that are following all the state restrictions because if you start restricting them too much, I do think you'll see more of an explosion in the black market, and that's a I think a bigger problem. Yeah, well, it seems to yeah. me. I mean, you you've had things like nicotine gums, nicotine lozenges, all of the you know these smoking cessation tools. That I I you know I, I anything that you're inhaling into your lungs that isn't air is <laughs> mm-hmm. probably not as right. uh, correct. Right. Ideal, as right. Ideally, lozen- we'd inhale yeah. nothing but yeah. air into but, our lungs. Yeah. That being said, yeah. I mean you're, you're seeing some effectiveness with the dual helping long-term smokers quit. It seems like this is as much a regulatory and marketing issue. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. And 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 if you could get the you know get the jewel stuff behind the counter with the nicotine lozenges, it doesn't look exciting at all in a very plain black and white yeah. box or something. It's like that. Then, then all of a sudden, it becomes maybe a net positive. But right now, this is nuts with these kids. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah, Eric. Yeah, I think it's yeah. a, a regulatory thing. As much as I hate regulations, there has yeah. to be regulations, yeah. and they have to be responsible with how they're they're marketing. But then you also get into the slippery slope of, okay, well, we're going to outlaw. Remember, one of these things was we're going to outlaw cherry and we're going to outlaw certain flavors, but we're not going to outlaw root beer flavors. And it was like, oh, yeah. who, who gets to pick? What well, it says right. beer in the name. They got to be 21. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but right, I mean, but I think, you're, I think you're right. We shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater, correct? Uh, yeah. Because yeah, I, I do think there are adults that do get some benefit from this. Um. The the data is not so convincing. I, I um, that that's the idea. Mm-hmm. But what's what's happening is uh, the lion's share of the jewel products are going to the children. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so so as an addiction specialist, I'm sure you see people coming in trying to quit cigarettes, right? With okay. a little insistence on my end. <laughs> okay, that's true, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they do. And there's lots of good products, very effective medications and approaches to, to get Would you yeah. recommend vaping to an adult trying to get rid of cigarettes, or do you recommend other things? At this point, I would not well, recommend uh, vaping. There is uh, other products that we've got lots of studies, a lot of data. There's yeah. pills, and we got the, uh, the Nicotrol. If you want nicotine replacement, that's safe and studied. Um, I just don't know if we can get that same effect, and especially with uh, Jules' uh, admission that they use something that's a little bit more addicting. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, the, yeah. the the story was really interesting in the in the forties or fifties. These tobacco companies knew that if you change the pH of the uh, tobacco, that it gets inhaled quicker to the. I mean, it gets uh, it penetrates the brain faster, um, resulting in more. A m- more desire to smoke more cigarettes, resulting in more profits. Mm. A faster so, spike. Yeah. So you're addictive. basically right. free-basing huh. your free-basing tobacco. Wow. Start doing the yeah. Yeah, product design. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow. so almost like well, they put a little bit of crack it, in there. Yeah. Yeah. and that really yeah. is the, that's again is uncomfortable as we would typically be talking about. This is a regulatory issue, uh, but you know, Jules' valuation is entirely dependent. On more people growing the market, and well, that's sure, not yeah, just right. taking a shrinking yeah. you know share of sure. smokers and moving yeah. it over. Yeah, it, it seems yeah, but like here we have an addiction specialist sitting here who says he wouldn't even recommend a vaping product. No, I agree. Even I agree. though yeah. you know you'd think it would. I'm guessing the whole reason the thing was developed was to try to get people to stop smoke, like mm-hmm. smoking. Right? There you go. Yeah. We start we start putting nicotine salts 
in the CPAP machine. <laughs> oh, All right, then, then, then you really get yeah. it. It's a needs genius CPAP. product idea. It's not, right. not for a health show, but uh, we just got a $5 billion sure. valuation out sure. of it. Wow. <laughs> Brilliant. So what if someone comes into you and says, I'm using this vaping product now to try to help me quit? Do you encourage them to also try to stop that and use, use I'm sorry, we're get, that was a loaded question right as we are getting ready to go to break. But let's think about that as we sure. come back in. If someone's already on one of those things, in your opinion, as the specialist here, do you actually tell them maybe we need to start getting off of that and try something else like Chantix or yeah. nicotine Absolutely. gum or whatever? Yeah, sure. it is? Okay, great. Yeah. Well, great. Great conversation, guys. We've got a lot more on this topic. Um, so stay tuned. we got to go to commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have more Eye on Health. We've got Dr. Art Taka here talking about vaping. 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 All right. Stay tuned. Eye on Health, 97.1 FM Talk. We're here with Dr. Art Taka from Insynergy uh, Drug Rehab Program, and we're talking about vaping. Dr. Yes. Taka, has any family brought in a kid yet addicted to vaping to be treated? Is it becoming a thing? Not nicotine, but other stuff. So uh, it's not unusual. They're, they're vaping THC. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's part of the whole addiction. You know, they're doing the vape, they're doing, they're drinking, maybe they're playing with opiates. It's not unusual that most of these, these guys are dabbling in the uh, vaping too. We, we talked about it, um, how THC is sometimes the gateway to try other things. Do you, do you see that? You know? No, absolutely. In my private practice with regular, you know, psychiatry patients, people uh, are saying, hey, I'm trying to get off uh, cigarettes. And your question was, what, what do you do when yeah. people are coming in going, I'm on the vape? So what I would do is validate and support their desire to quit and then educate them and give them, you know, you know, do our you know, due diligence and, and, and educate them about the, the, the you know, the different products uh, of, of vaping there's deaths, there's lung injury, basically buyer beware out there. Uh, there are, uh, and then have a discussion with the, the uh, FDA-approved choices for uh, smoking sensation. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a matter of fact, you know, one choice, there's, there's nicotine replacement, there's bu- uh, bupropion, which is commonly uh, used for depression. It's been around for a long time. It's very tolerable, very predictable. It's very safe. And uh, uh, there's a, uh, a medicine called Varenicline Chantix. You, br- you brought up Chantix. Yeah, yeah. And when Chantix came out um, several years ago, there was some post-marketing kind of hysteria that when people were on it, people were getting suicidal and, yes, and uh, yeah. things like that. So everybody kind of uh, stopped uh, using that or stopped thinking about that. And I still get patients. I'm not going to use that stuff. That makes me crazy. I heard it makes you crazy. But the FDA actually a couple years ago took off the black box warning on Varenicline. And in a time where the FDA will put black box warning on everything, sure. it's unusual to bring uh, and take it off. So that sent a message, and they're probably at the end of their patent life. And so they still, the, the FDA, I'm assuming, thought it would be still more, uh, there's more benefit in getting these people out than, than holding it back. So what they saw was they, they, they uh, took all four uh, uh, approaches, varenicline, nicotine, bupropion, and placebo. And they studied people in two cohorts, uh, people with and people without psychiatric illness. And they gave them uh, all these choices. And what they saw was in people who had stable uh, psychiatric conditions or people without, that they were all equally safe. And they did see Mm -hmm. similar um, side effects that was most consistent with nicotine withdrawal. 
So sure. uh, varenicline really didn't separate from placebo, uh, causing, you know, kind of uh, independent. They all had um, mood swings, all had insomnia, all of them. And, and the, the arm that had the most side effects was placebo. Mm-hmm. So that suggested that, you know, the placebo, obviously, if you're smoking and then you're given a placebo in a study, you're going to be, you're going to go through withdrawal. So the FDA said, this is most likely withdrawal. So the conclusion was all all are safe um, in in stable psychiatric conditions. Now, it wasn't the same with with people who uh, had other, you know, unstable um, psychiatric conditions. So at least we can conclude that people who are, are, are stable, you know, psychologically would benefit from any of those choices. Even placebo. So placebo always works, you know, in any study. So nicotine replacement, bupropion, and varenicline are are great choices for people who want to cut down. So you know, you you validate and support, and you 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 know applaud the desire, and you you tell them, hey, you know, I I love the the fact that you're trying. You got this already, but you know, I don't know what brand you're using, and um, you know, some of the black market things that are available, even. You think about black markets on the streets, but a lot of these black markets are what we were talking about in in uh, gas stations, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, they don't they don't care the people selling them. They don't care what you know right. what's the cheapest brand out there. Yeah. And so they're and oh I forgot Nicotrol. Nicotrol is another product that it's a it's a vape, not really a vape. It's an inhalation device that that delivers nicotine uh, safe um, without without a battery. Or without a battery, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Is that one prescription? I believe it um, is over the counter. counter. I've seen it over the counter. Um, I will still send it by prescription to see if insurance Insurance covers it. I just can't remember if it's over the counter Hmm. right now. But it's not sold at Quick Trips or. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No. And any idea what's up with the the gas stations selling black market stuff? Is that not legal or what what's, well, what's the situation yeah i don't know they've always work? been a popular place to to peddle things you know yeah. the k2 the spice right oh right um, they, right. you got so the many gas kind gas of energy yeah. drinks you've got things i mean right. you know these gas stations um you know cater to a lot of uh, over the road truck drivers and they need to stay awake so you got a lot of stimulants here and you got a little you know uh, uppers uh, so they're all there they're right behind selling, the, they're selling yeah. the scary stuff yeah wow. they are they are yeah. and i don't know if that's doesn't it what seem like K2? a simple we did a show on this these spices and stuff that were mm-hmm. it's we did K2 a show on year, years okay. ago yeah, it's some I'll, kind I'll go of check the synthetic <laughs> yeah. so some kind of synthetic drug i don't yeah it, it so was, the k2 was uh there was a there was a researcher back east who wanted to develop different molecules of, of marijuana without all the all the psychotropic effects yeah. Dozens and dozens of recipes. He was an actual researcher and failed t- tremendously. And so they were put in a in a file, and uh, somehow these recipes leaked into Europe. And in Europe, they uh, you know started having this 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 uh, you know they were using it, they were abusing it as a because it, it was making people psychotic and high and things that they didn't want to do in the first place. And then it eventually came back to the United States. And uh, and then we had the K two uh, craze. Yeah, there was like an outbreak. We, yeah. we did show. Yeah. You don't yeah. remember? Uh, Maybe was, you were on K two. Uh, <laughs> there was like yeah. it was yeah. here in, in Missouri, right? It was Correct. like it yeah. was a there was some kind of outbreak. Yeah, here. you yeah. can get it at gas stations yeah. online, and uh, the you know the the government had to step in and make make all these these compounds illegal. Wow. Doesn't yeah. it seem like a simple step would be maybe just ban these things from being sold at a gas station? You know, maybe if we push them, to, even access. if they're still. 
even if they're still over the counter, but push them to a pharmacy like a CVS or a Walgreens? Wasn't wouldn't well, that? Cut I down? think they all dropped carrying them. All the oh, pharmacies did, they? did. Yeah. 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 Well, Most you know, of the big see, yeah, we're seeing. Yeah. I think uh, Walmart stops uh, yeah, carrying right, right. all the uh, the vaping stuff. So yeah, I, I think we Walgreens have to have some. Re- I don't know about CVS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we have to have some re- reasonable. So now the options. only place you can get them is at the gas station. That's right. Yeah. But if you're going to a gas station to get a healthcare product, that's what that's it's right. like. Yeah. I always think of my fuel and my you know inhalation yeah. products. Yeah, they're the same. And lottery that, tickets. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why everyone should drive an electric car. I'm telling you. There, there you go. go. There you go. Yeah. Problem solved. Yeah. But then they're going to start opening these. Charging stations, I guess, will be the new thing, right? Yeah, well, you plug in at home. Well, you got to charge your vape somewhere, too. So, That's you know, true. you got to. And your yeah. phone. That's you true. Charge every, everything car, at once. Car your vape at the same place. So, yeah. But I, I, I guess what, one thing that this shows is I guess people can come up with addictive substances faster than the government can make them illegal. Yeah, absolutely. Is that part yeah. of what's going yeah. on? Part like, of yeah. being a good businessman is looking at your, your crowd target and you're like, in, in, yeah, sometimes you, you know it's we, we got to have some corporate responsibility in these these things because you know these people know that our brain has a you know natural desire to feel good. It's it's I mean I don't want to this runs the risk of sounding like a luddite and I'm absolutely not okay. The, but technological progress happens across all areas of life, mm-hmm. right? And so the same techno- technological progress that makes our life easier and better and you know adds all these awesome new widgets and gadgets. It's also happening in the illicit drug space and the addiction space, you know, and those addict. We've talked about this with uh, what's the fentanyl, you know, right? It's Mm -hmm. like the opioid crisis is on this path of more and more addictive substances. And now we're seeing the same thing happen with nicotine. That's it. That's a scary precedent. But it is one that I I think it's a reality that we're not going to stop without some new ideas that we haven't implemented previously. Yeah, there's definitely a yeah. dark We tried side. prohibition once. I don't know that that right. worked out. Right, and it didn't yeah. work out. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't work. Yeah. yeah. It worked for a few people. Yeah, yeah. Like the mobsters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. yeah. 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 <laughs> so we don't want that. No, that <laughs> no. will uh, uh, encourage more, more uh, you know, um, uh, street kind of activities. So again, along those lines, right, um, we can't have complete unfettered access to these things. We can't have complete prohibition, right? Because neither neither one really works, right? So, what what do you, what do we do with the legalization of THC? Okay, so one argument would be if it was legal everywhere, then all of the pods that were made with THC could at least be state monitored and regulated, like in California. Because remember, when they looked at those state regulated ones, there was none of the the weird um, additives and things. So do we legalize it all over? But then coming from an addiction specialist, you probably say, maybe I don't want THC legal everywhere because sometimes it's a gateway to stronger things. Yeah, I I think the cannabis story has got its own unique, interesting uh, story. But I think um, most of the the societies, the American Society of Addiction Medicine, the APA and the AMA, all support um, some sort of decriminalization. Um, and the fact that it's stuck at schedule one gives us little, you know, um, ability to study it. Mm-hmm. So if, if you, if you rescheduled it to schedule two, then, then, you know, it's still a dangerous drug, but now we can, we freely study it, get access to it. So what's, what are some other schedule two drugs that I could, uh, Adderall, okay. uh, pain meds. What are all, what are the schedule one ones? Here? Schedule one. So, so there's four schedules yeah. and there's one, two, three, four. And, uh, number one, schedule one is defined as a uh, compound that has no medical value. So heroin, 
you know. Okay. So and marijuana, LSD, and, yeah. LSD yeah. and illegal drugs, illegal as we, drugs. As we think yeah. of them. Yeah. So and schedule if, two is a little bit more. Uh, uh, well, it, it's it's legal, but they, they we can't give refills on that. So like stimulants, like Adderall. Okay, all right. Schedule three are, uh, has less potential for uh, abuse, and you're allowed to give more refills. And uh, so those are the benzodiazepines okay. and the weaker yeah, opioids. Right. Okay. And then actually testosterone's on schedule five. So there's, you know, there's a level of uh, dangerousness. Um, and I think we agree as a medical uh, community that maybe, you know, Canna- uh, not cannabis, a THC uh, doesn't deserve to be on schedule. Well, we already one. know there's medical benefits to it. You know, anecdotally, THC, we've got lots of anecdotes, so we can't study it. Well, and right, so we cannot go through the standard, yeah, you know, it's a, kind yeah, of self fulfilling prophecy. Right, you that, can't study it, yeah. so you can only rely on anecdotal evidence. That's right. Well, that's, right. You know, that's an interesting conundrum because since we can't study it, while there may be anecdotal evidence that there's some benefits. Nobody can even develop a compound that emphasizes the benefits and gets rid of sure. the negative externalities. Yeah, correct, right. Correct. Because you can't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Now, it's yeah. different with CBD. CBD is another story in its own. And uh, you ever heard of the farm bill? You know, no one pays attention, but there's a farm bill every four to five yeah, years. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it's supposed yeah, to be designed for... Yeah, there's uh, a lot of stuff hidden in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's supposed from be, a couple of Illinois guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's supposed to be designed to keep the farmers in business, right? Yeah. But it's, it's um, um, $850 billion. And the lion's share of the farm bill actually supports the uh, food stamp program in the, in the right. States. Right, okay, yeah. So well. in, in 2004, the farm bill allowed the, um, the, the use of hemp um, to, to uh, stimulate you know, the industrial potential of the hemp plant mm-hmm. and uh, de-scheduled de- uh, hemp and CBD. And so now we, we can study CBD, and actually there's one uh, medicine that was uh, um, uh, approved for a specific type of childhood seizure. And that's high dose CBD. We can't do that huh. with THC. Mm-hmm. You know, so that would be a, a reasonable step to take um, to see really, you know, Seems what like is that would be a pretty yeah. simple, but non-politically yeah. dangerous step because these politicians are yeah. they're always thinking about their next election yeah. more oh, than they're thinking gosh. about our health. Right. Yeah. The story of CBD <laughs> is very political. I mean, I've huh. done I've done lectures in the yeah. 20s, 30s. We need 40s. to do a whole show on that because yeah. you're telling me that just in 2004. But here, that's 15 years ago, but it is... Ex- 14, 14, sorry, 2014. Oh, 2014, the, the farm, okay. The farm bill. Okay, five years yeah. ago. Then. Okay, that's what I was going to say, because it's exploding now. Oh, big time. Um, even within the last, I guess, year to maybe 18 months. Yeah. Wow, that would be a, a great show. I guess we don't have to... Well, we got to go to commercial here. All right, stay tuned. Hey, we're going to have more Eye on Health. we got Dr. Art Taka here. We've been talking about addiction, but especially vaping and juuling, I guess, is a type of vaping. So stay tuned. We've got more Eye on Health. After these words, high on health, 97.1 FM talk. And we're here with Dr. Art Taka, uh, the board certified psychiatrist and addiction specialist from uh, from Insynergy, a rehab program here in St. Louis. And, and, so, and so the last time we spoke, uh-huh. uh, you can add preventive medicine to that list. And preventive medicine. Yeah, Woohoo. Yeah, All right. Yeah. yeah. High five. Triple boarded. All right. <laughs> All right. Good job, Dr. Taka. Yeah. yeah. Some of so, us can barely do one, but that's all right. right. That's right. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, so we, we were talking about vaping, and from there it kind of got into uh, you know the fact that sometimes the, the vape is infused with THC. And so we were talking about THC and CBD, which is uh, cannabidiol. 
Correct. Yeah. So just to help orient the listeners out there, can you kind of explain the difference between THC and CBD? And uh, and what's the difference between the two? So there's dozens of of, uh, cannabinoid uh, molecules out there. THC is the most popular. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the one that's responsible for all the psychotropic effects. You know, that's the you feel high, you get intoxicated, you get the munchies, you might have less pain. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of things that people, uh, you know, expect when they, they smoke that's, THC. That's the main part that makes you high, takes people high when they people smoke high. Pot. Yeah. Okay. CBD, on the other hand, doesn't have that, mm-hmm. and the idea is it may ha- retain some of uh, some therapeutic uh, effects. Like uh-huh. it could be well, it was proven to be a uh, anticonvulsant uh, mm-hmm. in special kind of childhood seizures. People are um, uh, reporting a reduction in anxiety. And so the when you get CBD, it has to be by uh, definition less than zero point three percent THC. Ah, okay. So they all right. come from the same plant, but you extract yeah. one from from you know one uh, from the other. Yeah. So CBD does not make people high, but might have some of the beneficial effects of possibly. Possibly. Yeah. The only yeah. thing that is FDA approved, and we can talk about as doctors, is the childhood, rare childhood uh, seizure, Duvet yeah. syndrome. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, but the, the issue is it's all over the place. I yeah. mean, I was at the mall at West County Mall. There's a big CBD store there and they're, yeah. they're promoting it for all sorts of stuff with pain and, yeah. and anxiety and appetite control. I mean, there's a right. lot of things and we just don't know. Yeah. We, which, you know. yeah which blows my mind a little bit because it's not it's not proven to work. I mean, there are anecdotes that it works mm-hmm. for those things, mm-hmm. and perhaps it does, but mm-hmm. it's not proven, and somehow they're able to sell it, saying, oh, yeah. it, mm-hmm. it works, it cures this, it cures that. And mm-hmm. It's like, what the But heck? they probably say this has not been certified they by don't. the— They don't have that. They Actually, don't have, which is something that the AMA is, is, is trying like to push. It's like you go into a, a supplement store, and they have all sorts of things that say they cure yeah. things, but it will always say— this statement has not been Proven. certified by yeah. the FDA yeah. or something. Yeah. This, this so statement CBD might does... be baloney. Right, right, <laughs> <It doesn't> <laughs> but CBD does not say that. No, no, no. So and they can make claims, but not, huh? Yeah, and and so that's the, one of the conundrums with THC as well, because it's it, you know here at least in Missouri, there's a list of qualified conditions that yep. you can use uh, um, THC, um, because the the um, the government can't oversee it it can't the fda can't uh can't even claim that uh we we have oversight and and things so you know that's one thing that at least the ama is kind of pushing you actually you have to label these these things um appropriately so it 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 uh you know tells the buyer this is not uh, uh studied in any anything so it, it is a regulatory conundrum it's yeah, like I mean, purgatory at a, at a minimum yeah. we don't want 70-year-old, you know, retirees wasting their money on something, right? I mean, it's... Yeah, and that's yeah. the issue. Uh, they were, you know, you see these people, these these special, um, you know, TV shows that look at this uh, specifically and they'll buy uh, different brands and they'll find out that, you know, like 80% uh, is, is not, it's not accurate uh, amount of THC or nothing. Yeah. And sometimes that we mm-hmm. hear stories where somebody will buy gummy bears from, from uh, Sam's Relabel it and put uh, yeah. CBD gummy bears, and there's nothing. There's in nothing it. in it. Yeah. There's no really, you know, and making a huge profit. Wow! Well, sure. People yeah. have that say, "Whoa, this makes me feel great." Yeah, yeah. yeah. the gummies, <laughs> especially the green ones. The green yeah. ones. <laughs> <laughs> those are loaded. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, it, at a minimum, we don't want our patients wasting money. You right, know, right. one CBD store could say this CBD oil 
improves your appetite. And then you could literally have one right next door that says this CBD oil helps control your appetite. Right, right. And no one is monitoring that. It's the no, same stuff. No, no. Right. It's the same, same or nothing. Stuff. Or nothing. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. plain gummy bear. Yeah, I think and that kind of gets the, into the supplement market broadly. In general, right. right. I mean, yeah. 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 Right. Yeah, that's a whole other can of worms yeah. right there. Yeah. Right, right. So, so. So, so I guess CBD is legal in all states. Is that how it works? It, it depends on each state. And oh, okay. I think uh, okay. laws are, are changing just because, yeah. you know, THC is going gonna, is gonna to be legal in, in, you know, most states. And I think Missouri probably follow in the next couple of years as, uh, as a recreational state. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and, and there's a, a, some cities and states that are, are expunging um past uh cannabis um uh, violations oh, yes yeah so yes. things are changing and i think we're in a regulatory kind of conundrum what do mm-hmm. we do with 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 this and we didn't take the 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 standard regulatory pathway to to uh, approve a medication quote unquote a medication yeah. and what do we do with all the previous uh, uh violations of marijuana there was sure. I heard somebody was spending more than 10 years in in prison for for having a couple ounces of of marijuana you know wow and he's been in jail for like oh, a decade yeah. Yeah. that's great and now people are getting rich by selling by selling oh, it. Times yeah. and much. states themselves are getting rich off of the tax yeah, income yeah. meanwhile that guy sits in jail yeah, right. yeah. Wow. yeah. so let's take yeah. all the politics because there's a lot of politics wrapped into yeah, unfortunately yeah. Yeah. as an addiction specialist doctor is it a good thing or a bad thing to have it legal everywhere. Are you worried that it maybe more people will become addicted? I th- yes, absolutely. It's not without risk. We're going to see the bad things that happen with marijuana. I mean, even before this, uh, you know, this wave of uh, medical marijuana, I would see dozens of patients over the years that have gotten psychotic or destabilized, got more paranoid, got more anxious. Uh, from just the uh, yeah, we did a show. Yeah, Dr. we did that right. show on the on yeah. the very interesting mm-hmm. things yeah. that we weren't aware of. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're seeing all the bad stuff. You know, uh, for for is it good or bad? It may be good for me because business may spike. <laughs> we're going to see more people. Um, we are just, I guess, as a field, all thirsty for the data. You know. It seems like a, a very politically safe thing mm-hmm. to do would be to just lower the classification of it so it could be studied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there any movement to go in that direction? Or There are policy statements from all the medical um, okay. societies, and they're saying the same thing. As a matter of fact, the AMA has said, listen, if we, if we decide that marijuana is good for a patient, um, we have to be protected legally if there's bad outcomes. Exactly. Right. Know, if somebody becomes psychotic and goes you know, amok, and uh, we should be protected from that because, you know, we understand, no, I get we, it. we know that it, there's some bad outcome with some of this stuff. Yeah. And yeah. if you are able to study it and you come up and maybe it is bad, then, of course, the AMA will come out and say, look, even though you lowered its classification, yeah. we finally did studies and we found it's not safe. Mm-hmm. But you just don't know if you don't look. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. More, more truth is better. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> more yeah. truthier. Very good. Well, man. We could do a whole nother hour. Yeah. But we yeah. can't because they got to talk about the stock market next. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I'm Speaking sure. Speaking of things that are getting high. Things. Oh, I see what you did. Wow. A lot of these companies are starting to go public, though, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. with that, there is some, well, it gets. That gets complicated. Yeah, and then if you have state-to-state different rules on these things, it probably makes it hard for some of these companies. It does, yeah. Yeah. It's a complicated area right now. Very complicated. Well, thanks so much, Dr. Todd. It's always fascinating. Let's have him back on to do a whole thing on CBD. Yeah. You know, the history of how it came about and all that. All right. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Let's stay tuned for On the Money with Bob Stockdale, and we'll see you next weekend. Get more at 971talk.com.